Welcome to the podcast today. I'm extremely excited to have our guest, Madeline Harbaugh, who is just getting into real estate and real estate investing, but has done it very quickly and made her mark. And you guys will get a lot of important information and value out of this. So without going any further, Madeline, would you like to introduce yourself, just share how you got into real estate and then how you made your way into real estate investing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks so much, Scott, for having me on. I am so honored and thrilled to be a part of this. Um, Yeah, so my name is Madeline Harbaugh. I'm a realtor for three years in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, just about an hour away from Chicago. So it's a big resort destination for many vacationers. Um, I started in just traditional home sales, and now I've moved my niche to, or I've narrowed in on my niche, which is short-term rentals, Airbnb, VRBO, um, investment sales. So most of my clients are investors from all over the country looking to get their business started in my little small town of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. That's amazing. So I love that you said the word niche because usually it takes people maybe decades or they never find a niche and there's a phrase in real estate really anything probably niche to get rich and it is you know i i see it on social media that's why i invited you out here um you you mentioned your it is in the airbnb short-term rental so how did you go from just working with buyers and sellers maybe more traditionally helping them find a place to getting into short-term rentals and just what was that journey like because it sounds like you have a lot of clarity. Yeah, so I'm excited that you asked me that question. I actually bought my first investment property um, with funding from family and and friends, so it wasn't completely me, and I want to be completely honest about that because I don't want to give the illusion that this is just something that a normal 25-year-old can get into uh, without any assistance. So we bought our first investment property Um, in 2021 in March and that was kind of when the market was starting out to get really really hot I mean 2020 we all thought we were hitting the max the market could handle but 2021 uh, was just another part of that ride up Um, so we ended up buying our house for 250 or it was listed for 250 and we ended up buying it for 240 Put about 70 into it to get it to where it should be rentable um, and the whole idea was to get it as a long-term rental investment property so we were gonna have tenants that stayed for a minimum of a year and would just be landlords but then we started running the numbers and looking at what our interests really were and we wanted to be more part of the community and more part of um, somebody's experience of Lake Geneva. It ended up being a great funnel for me in my real estate business to host guests that then fall in love with our little town and end up wanting to purchase a home themselves. So it was just an all-around good decision for us to move from long-term rental to short-term rental. Now what I wish I knew and what I wish I had um, a realtor at the time advise us on is Lake Geneva is a very, very specific market when it comes to short-term rentals. The whole area surrounding Geneva Lake actually is the same way. So what we didn't know was that 
we could only rent our Airbnb out for six consecutive months of the year. Now, what does that mean? We get half the revenue that we thought we would um, from the get. So that was a huge shock to us and kind of rolled us back on our feet a little bit. Um, so my whole mission from that point on was how can I be the realtor that I wish I had at that time for other people? And so that's how I really built my niche. That's really my interest. I, I realized working with a bunch of traditional agents in my area, they don't have the interest, expertise, personal experience with short-term rentals that I do. And it really is a, a value add that I can provide to the public. I, I love that. So it's it, a lot of passion is born from pain, you know, and it sounds like there was some pain there, obviously, like readjusting all your numbers. And I hear this story a lot. I've been in real estate for 13 years and heard a lot of agent stories as I'm building up the, the company. And it's, a, it's amazing to hear what drives people. And that's a really cool story. So just just from a time sti- t- timeline standpoint, when did you get into real estate uh, as just a, as a realtor? Not just a realtor, but when did you get into real estate as a realtor? Yeah, so I think like many people, the pandemic really opened a window for everybody to reconsider or take stock of what's going on in their lives. I had been working in the corporate world straight out of college for five years. I'm 27 now, so this was 2020. Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had been working in the corporate world, and I just realized it was not my bag. Not at all. (laughs) I, My entire life, ever since I can remember, I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I would bake brownies and sell them for dessert to my family for 50 cents. So it has always been my thing. Um, So when the pandemic happened in 2020, naturally, unhappy with my corporate life, unhappy with city life. I just on a whim picked up, moved to this small town that I had never been to before um, and started my life there. Didn't have any friends, relatives, um, love or anything in my life there. Um, So it just became my next adventure and was inspired to start with real estate. I know it's a way that people make a lot of money. So of course that was something that was interesting to me, but I also have a design background. So it was a value add that I felt was kind of missing for the real estate market as well. That Okay. So you just bet on yourself. Uh, it, it was born out of necessity. You know, you just, you, you knew what you, you wanted and needed. And so you got in at a time when it was very scary, like we didn't know what it was going to do. And it turned out that it became like the best real estate market ever. <laughs> when for a while we were like, is this going to be a career where we get shut down? Are we essential? I just remember watching the news and the TV for once about that because I mean, it was it was very scary, just something we've never seen. So it's very cool that you had the confidence and belief in yourself. And then I also hear you have an amazing design background that you said, and so that obviously goes hand in hand with what you're doing with the short term because you know you you make it look good and very appealing, and then you put the pictures online and you do that all, so it's all part of it. So you you were in real estate for like 
was it probably six months or nine months before you decided to get your own property? Yeah, I think it was about six months before we found the property and then we renovated it and got it on the market three months after that. So, yep, nine months from getting my license to the first investment property. Yep. And when you said you wish your realtor would have told you that, I'm where you, I'm assuming you're, you were your own realtor. I was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I've learned a lot, and the realtor that I was then is not the realtor I am now. That's for sure. Um, I am my own setback in that way, but I am my own motivator as well. So I, I could have served myself better, and now I know how to serve other people better. Well, it sounds like it, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to you too, because if it didn't happen that way, who knows where you could be right now. Exactly. So now you have all your your unique talents, because don't ask me for design advice. You know, Don't ask me for, for certain things, and that's why I love the fact that you have gotten such clarity on this so soon because people don't have that and we can all have our own unique value proposition. And if we can share that unique proposition, you know, in, in the time it would take to go up a couple floors on an elevator, that's when you know you've arrived. So you have all this stuff going on. You, you're, you seem to be on a very good path. But what I'm really curious about is because like the whole purpose of this podcast is to give people confidence that they can do it too. You know, oh, maybe I don't have a design background or I don't have this or I don't have that. Like we all have these things in our, these voices in our head telling us that we can't do it, that we're not them, all those. So I imagine it was a pretty scary decision to just completely uproot yourself. A lot of people might say, I could be a realtor, but I don't know anyone. I don't, I don't, I don't have friends. I don't have family. I just came here. Well, that didn't matter. What were you telling yourself? why you couldn't do it, uh, why, you know, like what, what limiting beliefs you had? I'm just very curious. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, so I'll start with the limiting beliefs I had getting into real estate as a realtor. So obviously I was young. I still am young. I'm 27 now, but when I started, I was 24. Um, and I moved to an area I knew no one in, had no family connections, had nobody in my family that was a realtor, <laughs> had uh, maybe one family friend, maybe two that were realtors and could give me some sort of direction, but were in completely different markets than I was. There were a million things going against me in my real estate path at the beginning. and. I'm going to be honest, it's still a limiting belief I have now. Um, all of my friends are still, you know, renting. Um, all of my friends are childless. Um, I don't have children myself, so I can't ingratiate myself into the community through kids and being a part of a PTA or, you know, the, a part of the community that's actually ready to buy and sell. So that's a huge uh, limiting belief I still have. but. What I'm doing to counteract that is playing to my own strengths. So I'm not your traditional realtor in that I'm going to say I'm the best at everything that I do all the time. I'm not going to pretend um, that the market isn't tough for me or that I'm, um, that I'm farther ahead than I am. I am 100% not that person. I am authentic to who I am. I am um, just genuinely in awe and inspired by by the people around me that are so much further ahead than I am and I acknowledge that um, 
and I try to see myself as a superhero of my own lane. Mm -hmm. So I have my own superpowers that other people don't have. I have that design superpower. I can go into a space and see what's possible. I can go into a business and think, oh, I would do it differently, and I would do it like this. And other people have superpowers that I don't have, and that can be a a, a huge knock to the confidence, Um, and I'm not immune to that. So as for real estate, it's kind of a continuing journey for me. I'm not to the end yet, and I don't (laughs) think I will ever be, but... Um, I try to just not even think about the numbers. I know it's really hard as a realtor to not compare yourself to other agents, but I try my best to see it as collaboration over competition. And I mean that genuinely. I really do try to see it that way. I know a lot of people say that, but they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to make as many connections as possible. I'm a part of my YPN group. I'm a part of um, the local board that I, I serve in or I'm in the community of. Um, so I, I do my best to make connections without feeling inferior to those connections. Yeah. I don't know if that helps. No, it does. I think it sounds like every, the answer is like everything was against you. You know, I hear a lot of, <laughs> I hear a lot of people that might have like one or two of those things against them. And, but you had like 12. So that's amazing. Yeah. And then you, so you, and then you just decided, hey, I'm going to buy a house. And obviously money is a big factor for people. And uh, I, I, will, I will go down swinging. I will go to my grave saying that if you find a great deal, money is the easiest thing that you can find, whether you have it or not, or whoever you are. You're always, there's like seven degrees to Kevin Bacon. Like everyone knows <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Like you're like two degrees away from finding someone that would want to partner with you. So yes, you had family. That's awesome. But if that's not the case, there's always someone. So what were your limiting beliefs around buying that and investing yourself in, in that process? Like what what did you think? What do you still think? Yeah, so that for that first process, for the first house, that we bought as an investment the major limiting belief was oh my gosh am i you know the like the pretender complex that you have am i just imagining that i'm going to be good at this can i actually do it can i actually stick to this budget am i actually ever going to generate revenue from this this is my family i don't want to let them down um so that that definitely was uh, inner monologue for me um, but going forwards, I mean, if I didn't have my family to, to give me that seed money and, and know that they believed in me, I would have found another way. And I know that confidently. Um, and I know that I'm, I'm very lucky and blessed to have my family as, as supporters of me in that way. But um, I, I actually had a conversation with two separate realtors recently who admitted to me that they were interested in starting rental properties but don't know how to even get started and wanted me to be the one to take the lead on it if they could funnel me money mm-hmm. or you know provide me seed money so you know just having conversations with people openly like i said collaboration over competition these realtors could be my biggest competition but i'm vulnerable and honest with them and i share my strengths and then they come to me vulnerable and honest and say 
hey, I've actually been thinking about this, but I don't know how to make it happen, and you're very good at it, so why don't we team up? Mm-hmm. Now the next step is, do I think that we would be a, a good combination? I don't know. I kind of have <laughs> to feel that out. I don't, don't say yes to every single thing, but I do say yes to most things. I have to feel it in my intuition. Um, but going forward, can I share what my next phase is yeah, for my business? for sure. So as far as my personal investment business, the next phase for me is the house that I'm living in now. We are going to take a home equity line of credit out of it and put that towards a down payment on our next house, our next primary house. And we'll use the house that we're in right now as an investment property. Mm -hmm. The reason why it's best to do it this way is you can put down the money from the home equity line of credit into the new house and don't have to put as much down. You don't have to get a a crazy interest rate for the second home investment properties. So a lot of people don't know this until they get down through the whole process, but the interest rates for investment properties can be much higher than for a primary home property. So if you take the house that you're in now and turn that into a rental and take the money that you get from the home equity line of credit and put it into your next house, then you get to upgrade your house and you have an investment property all built done. It's all amazing. Done. That's yeah. an amazing tip. So I was watching a panel like literally in for our for our convention and the top people in the country and one of the person's sole strategy was she's never sold a house. Every house she's bought for her primary residence, she's kept. And this is over like a 20-year period. So let's just say terrible advice for a realtor, like we want you to sell. (laughs) But if you're looking at a realtor that doesn't only care about that commission, but wants long-term financial success for you, some great advice is just that. That's a huge nugget. And and so now let's say you have, the average person moves every seven years. So in 28 years, 35 years, you got five properties and they're probably all pretty close to being paid off, at least the first ones. And you, you for an investment, you're probably looking at 25% down, 20% down at least. And if it's a primary, you could get three, 5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's amazing. I just, I'm putting an offer on a house today for my primary residence. I'm really excited. And the goal would be when that, when I, you know, when I grow out of that house, I would keep it and then buy a bigger house, keep this one as a rental. So yeah. Really cool! You're you're doing that out. You're doing that right now. Um, so how how far are you? Do you have a house that you have in mind that you're going to move to or buy? Not yet. We are very specific about where the location we want to move to, um, and it just so happens that that's the market that is least uh, saturated in terms of volume right now. There's <laughs> like nothing listed, so. Um, but that's on the horizon for us, and we're preparing for it. Um, yeah. So that won't. I I, I imagine that's not going to stop you. You probably like you'll probably door knock homes and write letters and make calls, and you'll make it happen. So yeah. you have. I mean, is it is it the one property right now that you have? Do you have more than one, or is it the one? I have one property that's an Airbnb, and then the home that we're living in okay. is going to be the next one. So your next step is 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 right there. So you have that planned out. Now what? Can you talk us through the numbers? What do you, 
what do you uh, do you have cash flow like what are the numbers look like and and what I what I really want out of this is I don't want to interview the person that makes like 80 grand a month and has 300 properties because I just don't think that's very relatable like I think this is very relatable mm -hmm. so what do your numbers look like right now in this stage of your journey yeah so the numbers from the investment property we have so far so keep in mind we're only six months out of the year able to do short-term rentals so the other six months of the year we have a tenant that stays there um, biggest tip I have for Lake Geneva people is make take advantage of the six-month rule and get a tenant in there because you're actually gonna probably make more from mm -hmm. a tenant than you would if you had your house open you know uh, November through April yeah, because yep, because of the weather and the downtime and okay, perfect. Right. So we have you know twenty two hundred coming in every month from that tenant, and then we are booked every single weekend through the summer, as of right now. Already, and it's April fourteenth. Yes. Okay. Yep. And um, so we're looking at gross bookings so far. We have probably close to twenty two thousand um, dollars, and then you know the the tenant. So I don't know what the math adds up so to. So 2,200 times six would be like 1,200, 13,400? So we're looking at, I just did the math real quick. Um, right now we're looking at a total of 35,200-ish. Uh, okay. For the year. Um, and then the expenses probably are around 15,000 or so. We got a really low interest rate, which I yeah. think not everybody can get. <laughs> How do you do that? Oh, you buy in 21. Okay. <laughs> but I will say the best time to buy a house is now mm -hmm. with the market being as volatile as it seems to be right now. This is the best time to buy. Um, the interest rates are high, but you can always you, you date the interest rate, you marry the house. So you can always refinance when they go back down. Yeah, not letting it stop you. So, all right, so you're making like 20 grand a, a, a month, a year on one property as a 27 year old and you've got big plans ahead, I, I assume. So that, I mean, that in, in itself is game changing to have an extra 20 grand that you're not doing much for. So what, when do you know, when will you know that you've arrived or that you're successful? Do you have a, a monthly cash flow goal or a yearly income goal? Or are you just going to do it because you love it? Like what does, after your next deal, like in your next deal, like when will you feel like you've become a success? Yeah, I think especially as realtors, we always have our eye on the horizon and we never really stop to take a look at where we are. Um, I was actually just looking at something on Instagram and I was like imagine where you were five years ago how would you feel about yourself today and like how far you've come <laughs> and it's really true but I, I mean I am so amazed by where I am now I'm not even close to where I want to be but I am just stopping to smell the roses right now um, I, I think for me it's not really a number thing I mean I'd love if I'm going to be putting it assigning a number to it I'd love to make a million a year okay <laughs> um but for me it's and I know this is so cringe but like I'm happy <laughs> where I am yeah you know I'm happy I have a great life I have um you know I met the love of my life I have 
amazing fur babies at home and um, my goal is just to be financially stable and be able to go to Target and buy whatever I want without having to look at the prices. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you and, and you're just enjoying the process because it yeah. is really hard to not do, especially if you're trying to like build or like if you're playing Monopoly, you want more motels and more houses. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a feeling you can never like arrive in. Right. So right. enjoying the process. It's a creative endeavor for me. It's okay. really just creatively satisfying to take a property that needs some love, put the love into it and share it for other people to experience. Mm-hmm. So that for me is is what it's all about. Um, it's just fulfilling for me creative, create, create, creatively. It's fulfilling yeah. for me creatively. Okay, that's very cool. So <laughs> now just a couple quick questions around just money, just because I think obviously that's very important, but how do you know you found a great deal? Do you have a, a spreadsheet or something to evaluate it? How do you know when it's the right, the right property that you're going to say yes? I know you have your house right now, but I'm assuming there'll be more. How would you, or how would you tell your client, a prospective client, that it's a great deal? That is a multifaceted answer. So <laughs> <laughs> depends on where they're looking um, and what the rules and regulations are for the municipality. So that's where I would start. If I was an investor, I would make sure to look at the fine print, learn from my mistake, look at the fine print of what each municipality that you're looking at, what they demand from their short-term rental or long-term rental um, investors. So make sure you're looking at the right market for you. Um, Identify what your goals are. So if it's monetary goals, then right now the name of the game is kind of getting rural. Go somewhere that's not super populated. A lot of people are wanting getaways like true, true getaways. Yeah. Just a one bedroom, one bath situation to go with their honey, you know, on a little uh, weekend trip, yeah. you know? So maybe getting the house um, in the little lake town, um, that like Lake Geneva, maybe that's not the right move for you if you're really wanting to set yourself apart. There's, satura- there's such a thing as sat- saturation in the market. Um, so you have to take a look at what what is missing in the marketplace and try to achieve that and that might be not what you think it is like i said it might be a small one bed one bath or studio a frame in the middle of i don't know middle of nowhere wisconsin (laughs) yeah you know people will go where they can to get away so what it think think one of my biggest pieces of advice I guess is think about what you would want I would want if I'm gonna try to get away from my cute quaint little town where do I want to go I already like not a lot of noise I already like you know to be in nature so I'm gonna go somewhere that many people don't know about and I'll go to Alaska or something you know god I don't know if that makes any sense no it does I think it really (laughs) does I think it's it's it starts with every good realtor or person you work with it should start with your motivation yeah and and you have your motivation 
and a lot of times it's hard to it's hard to eliminate our own motivation and listen to another person so it's it's just a skill you you have and to say tell me exactly what you're looking for ideally what do you want because and, and that even goes with investing in Airbnbs or investing in four families or, or commercial properties. Like that's all they're on their motivation. And so I think that's great advice. And obviously you got to look at what the purchase price is and then how much down you're going to put, what the mortgage is going to be, how much you said you put in about 70 grand to make it pretty. And uh, so you got to, you got to know all those numbers to make that work. Yeah, yeah, and for us, I mean, 70 grand is probably not the best economic decision if you're just trying to make a house that will turn out money, mm-hmm. okay? But our, our house is, again, in a little niche. It's very cute, it's perfect for bachelorette parties, and the more cute and homey and, and um, you know, unique we make it, the little trinkets that we have, whatever, um, the more people take care of it. So you have to keep that in mind too. If you want to make a lot of money and you know have it be something that people just you're turning people in and out of, you know, guests after guest after guest and you're not really caring about the quality or, or you know the quality of guests or or the care that they take of your place, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you're looking for um, people that are really going to value and cherish and take care of it's a, a client you're always on call no, <laughs> it, like you have to think about who do I want my consumer to be yeah do I want them to walk into my place and feel like it's their own or do I want them to feel like it's a hotel you yeah. know and then they take care of it in different ways so we found it more valuable to put more money into making it kind of a little boutique getaway kind of mm-hmm. thing than just a stark, you know, Ikea <laughs> hotel-like place, which is totally fine. And they probably make more money than we do because they put less attention into it. But for us, it's it's um, all about creating experiences and we have return guests because of it. That's awesome. And and I hear, uh, what, I, what I hear from that too is, I mean, yeah, you put in 70 grand, but just imagine what you did to the value of the home so it's not like you just threw 70 grand in and now it's gone. Like you probably, your home is probably worth a hundred plus grand more or 140 grand. So as you continue to buy, you know, you're refinancing or taking a home equity on your primary, like you'll be able to, when you get more, when you get two, three, you could take money from one and pay for the other. And it's just, that's a whole creative strategy that you're going to, you're going to, be set, setting yourself up really good on um, and be able to help clients do the same. So kind of a random, quite not random, but just different, uh, just changing topics a little, but it's on your, your personal budget. So I know that as business owners right now, we're looking at with, there's not a lot of homes on the, on the market. If I mean, probably no surprise to anyone. And it's hard to make money as a realtor when there's no homes to sell. Mm-hmm. And so the whole... What we talk about is cut your business, cut your business, what what expenses can you cut? And there's two sides of the coin. Like if, if you can limit your personal budget, you may not need to cut as much out of your business budget. So this is more of a curiosity question, but do you track your your personal budget about how much it takes uh, per month to, to live on? Are you what do you what do you do for that? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, especially right now, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, you know, talking a big game about my investment property and all this stuff. I'm hurting just as much as anybody else mm-hmm. is out there right now. I don't want to downplay that. I am struggling for business. And I think everybody who is honest will tell you the same thing. Um, let's just be real about it. So I have part-time jobs. I have other things going on that help pay the bills. I'm not abandoning my real estate dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> but I am, you know, counting my pennies right now. Yeah. So, and everybody is or should be. Um, <laughs> yes, I am definitely cutting corners of my own personal budget to fund my dreams. And I think that that is okay and that is honorable. And I am working my butt off on at least three other ventures Hmm. to make it happen. What I'm doing that's helping with the business aspect is doing what I can for free. You know, everybody talks about it, but Instagram, TikTok, those things don't cost money and it can make such a big impact. I've had two buyer leads and one listing lead from just my Instagram posting as regularly as I can, which is not always, you know, every single day. Um, but, I, you know, it works. And you kind of got to get creative right now. Yeah. Um, and do what you can. That's awesome. On a budget. The phone is also free. Yeah. I mean, you pay your phone bill, but it doesn't cost money to, to dial out. A lot of realtors don't know that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So I appreciate the honesty. And yeah, I think you're right. Like real estate is a very ego play where you're always posting about the homes you're selling and the buyers you get and all of that. But if you really take a look behind the curtain, like what's happening, how, what does net look like, you know, your net profit, not just your volume or your GCI. And, and that, that is real. And, and to bring it back to that, like what you said right, right away was by you doing this yourself, getting just the appearance of it. The reason why you're the one being interviewed as Airbnbs is because that is your, like, what is your handle on Instagram? Isn't it like your Airbnb realtor? Yeah, that's my website, your Airbnb realtor.com. But my Instagram handle is airbnb.realtor. So you make it pretty well known. So, uh, but when you do that, you got clients that are, that rent from you that say, Hey, how can I get into this? Or maybe I want to buy into this city because it's amazing. It's an amazing town. And then you got other realtors even saying like, hey, what are you doing? Like, how how do you do what you do? So just by being confident enough and going for it, you're already leaving your mark in that. And it, it will just all come full circle the more you do it. So when, when you can just make small steps towards the right things, it's going to be a massive impact in, in, you know, say another five years from now. So... Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that old saying that I kind of live by, which is, I wrote it down so I couldn't forget it. Nice. Um, The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Yeah. So I live that. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I do. I mean, it's a big risk. Everything is a risk. Everything. But the time is going to pass anyways. So why not just start now and see where it goes? Cool, cool. That's great advice. As we wrap up, I just want to ask, is there, so is there anything that you wish I would have asked you that I didn't or that we didn't cover? You gave your piece of advice, which I love. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess I'll leave you with this. And I kind of said it a little bit earlier, but time takes time. 
It doesn't matter if you are 21, 18, 35, 55, 85, doesn't matter. Time moves the same for all of us. Start now and think yourself in five years. The time will pass anyways. Time takes time. That's uh, that's simple, but like powerful. Cool. Well, excellent. I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, learned a lot. So if you want to learn more about you and your niche, I know you already mentioned your website, your Instagram. Is there anywhere else that people can contact you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm soon to be on YouTube and TikTok. So be sure to follow Airbnb.realtor or your Airbnb Realtor. Uh, website is your Airbnbrealtor.com. Wow, that I imagine there's gonna be a lot of people in the future that are gonna want that URL. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah. you'll sell it one day. All right, thank you so much. Thank you.